0: And I have found that to be very, very helpful. So structure time, not content. And that is a great life lesson for students as well.
1: So, Andrew, today the topic is avoiding burnout. Now, mm. sometimes we get topics suggested to us by our staff, by our podcast listeners. I think this might have been a combination of both. I think our customer service team has been talking to some of our customers, and they're just, they're just tired. They want the school year to be over. It is
0: that time of year.
1: Well, and that's actually only true if we're north of the equator. And I know some of our listeners are just getting started in their school year. They're maybe approaching their first big holiday break. Oh,
0: so they have approaching burnout to look forward to.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> so there is there actually is a documented ailment, for lack of a better word, that's not coming to immediately, called seasonal affective disorder or sad.
0: Well, I thought that stood for standard American diet, which is also very sad, but the two could go (laughs) hand in hand and really wipe people down.
1: It's true. It's true. So I thought it would be good for you and me to talk about how we can help our teachers and parents help their students avoid burnout while perhaps also avoiding burnout in their own teaching. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of it is the adult's Mm. tiredness or frustration Seeps in and amplifies whatever kind of tiredness or fatigue the students may be experiencing, and you know the general public is aware of this because we try to ameliorate the situation with something like spring break. Mm-hmm. Although over the years, spring break has become to be more of a more of a loss of productivity than a, a rest. From, from fatigue.
1: Yeah, oftentimes family vacations are planned to go to really big, busy places like Disney World, like the beach, and it takes a Herculean effort to get everybody ready to go to then go hang out with a bunch of people and they come home and everybody needs a vacation. Yeah, from there, the vacation. there's
0: a whole thing about vacation mm-hmm. fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I avoid that successfully <laughs> by just simply saying no to the foolishness of vacation. But, well, you know, it does happen that things go in cycles mm-hmm. and we build a momentum and we break a momentum. We have to restart the momentum. I think the problem with right now is you see the finish line, but you're just not motivated to run as fast as you can to get there. Uh, it's more like, could we just move the finish line closer? <laughs> right. And uh, in homeschooling, it's easier because, you know, you can adjust your your schedules or your objectives. Schools, you know, it's a little bit tougher because you've got curricular requirements and sometimes you hit uh, testing kinds of
1: yeah, exactly. weeks
0: in the spring mm-hmm. and there's anxiety with that. And there's just the phenomena of as the days get longer, you feel less motivated to stay in and do indoor kinds of things. You want to get outside. It's Mm -hmm. getting warmer and pleasant. And Mm -hmm. couldn't we just play outside here because it's so nice. Mm -hmm. If we had a perpetual winter, you know, then uh, (laughs) it would be a different kind of fatigue. But Mm -hmm. So I think that's one part of it. But it's interesting, I think, just in the last few decades, this problem has become more pronounced in many ways.
1: Yes. I I wonder if it's just because we accept it, and therefore, if we accept it, we live with it, and it grows and becomes bigger and bigger until we just get burned out, and we expect to get burned out, and therefore, how do we overcome this vicious cycle?
0: Right. Well, you just stop school whenever you want to. <laughs> but um, Well, you've got some strategies. I do. I do. And so what would you say is one of the easiest things that a family or a teacher mm-hmm. or an administrator or a kid could do right to kind of just be able to breathe and not feel that fatigue and stress of having to just keep the proverbial nose to the grindstone.
1: Right. Well, I have seven strategies to oh, wow. share. Wow. And I think I just want to clarify who these strategies are primarily for. And you you nailed it right at the beginning. Kids are influenced by the adult's their teachers, their parents, and so if these strategies are for the adults, if the adults can be more energized into how they're teaching, how they're coaching, how they're just influencing their students, then I think the students will pick up cues from them and be able to finish the school year well. So I want to start with this quote from Richard Branson.
0: Oh, the the English billionaire founder of Virgin Records and Virgin Atlantic Airlines and all that?
1: Yeah. Clearly a very successful man, you know, according to the world standards. But he has two strategies that would align with our podcast listeners. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. So he says, number one, exercise. Exercise puts me in a great mind frame to get down to business and also helps me to get the rest I need each night. There's nothing more satisfying than knowing I have applied myself both physically and mentally every day.
0: Well, you know I'm all over that right now. I
1: know. And this is something relatively new to you as far as an exercise, being really committed to exercise. Yeah,
0: just within the last couple of years at the most. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I would totally second that. The, the mental clarity, the energy level. And there are all sorts of neurophysiological Explanations as to why that's true, right? And uh, so we do tend to put exercise as something to do if there's extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he
1: does it first thing in the morning. He gets out of bed and he he works hits out. it hard. Huh? Hits it hard. Yes. And then after exercising, this is continuing. Oh, after exercising. So this is part two. He sits down for breakfast with his family. So that's it, exercise and family. Those are his top two core values that help him be that successful man. Now, I'm, like I said, I've got seven strategies that I think you'll hear. He must be applying these as well. But mm-hmm. that, I well, thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And I
0: think during the COVID cycle, a lot of schools had to cut back, mm-hmm. uh, or if they went virtual, the whole idea of P.E. Right. and recess was pretty much eliminated from the life of children. Right. And I I do think it's probably kind of a weak point for many homeschools as well to think, well, you know, we'll finish homeschool and the kids can go play. But yeah, play is super important. But the idea of exercise where you have goals and challenges mm-hmm. and you are gradually getting, you know, faster or more flexible or stronger mm-hmm. and you feel that sense of growth and progress that carries over and empowers you emotionally into other parts of your life as right. well. Right. Now, for children it's pretty easy because they're always getting stronger anyway for Someone our age—it's more like <laughs> retaining the strength and speed, but there is still that uh, amazing mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I've been listening to you know almost every day podcasts on health and fitness and diet and uh, brain health and longevity and stuff like that. It's my new hobby.
1: Well, and and you just told me about a podcast you listen to, a fitness guru who was actually one of your students back in the day.
0: Yes, I should give a uh, I should give a a shout out to Ben Greenfield mm-hmm. with uh Ben Greenfield it was Ben com, but I think he recently re- rebranded to Ben Greenfield Life.
1: And we'll put a link in the show and notes. And he's
0: huge. He's yep. he's really huge. No, and his
1: podcast followers. Yes. No, well, they wouldn't be huge. Anyway, you see Well, no,
0: but and he he gets into some you know, kind of weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> As do we, but occasionally. Uh, no. He interviewed his mother on his podcast, and they ended up talking about homeschooling mm-hmm. and how she took the red pen to everything he wrote and really trained him up. And now he's a an author uh, with several good good books and blogs voluminously, and uh, that his writing skills developed in homeschool. And he actually traveled. From Lewiston, Idaho, about half an hour up the road to Moscow, Idaho, where I was living, so he could be in my class. When so he, he was taking
1: was... writing classes yeah. from Andrew Poudois.
0: And now his twin boys, who I think are 12, um, are watching me on video. Oh, that's so, so awesome. So it yep. was just kind of delightful to mm-hmm. learn that. And, um, you know, he's he's very much into this, you know, integrated mind, spirit, body Wholeness, health, fascinating stuff. I, I will make the little disclaimer that if you go and look at all of his podcast titles or blog posts, <laughs> um, some of them are a little bit out there. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's kind of a, a biohacker type. So he experiments on himself and. and like uh, Tim Ferriss, yeah, the four some, hour body. Yeah. yeah. Some things work, some things don't. But mm-hmm. I've, I've learned a great deal. From him on that, so
1: and apparently he learned a great deal from you as well. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun.
0: So exercise, yeah, that's huge, and Mm -hmm. especially, especially we now know from from a lot of research, if you have kids with things like ADD or ADHD Mm -hmm. or other neurologically related uh, things that make the reading writing harder,
1: dysgraphia, dyslexia,
0: exercise. Blood flow, Mm -hmm. nutrition can make an absolutely huge difference. So I do think it would be very wise for all schools and all homeschools to look seriously and say, could we – and I would agree with Branson. Move that to early in the day if you possibly can. And uh, I even remember reading—I don't have a link or anything for anybody, but I do remember reading about a school that simply started doing a half an hour of exercise and a half an hour of music for everybody first thing in the school day. Right, and they bumped their test scores. Wow! Just yeah. by changing around the schedule and doing that to kind of align mm-hmm. the mind and body and and spirit to some degree.
1: Right. Well, and I just think. You know, some some of our listeners would agree with me in saying, what, fitness before family? Well, sometimes not all the family is up yet. So you get the fitness in so that everybody's awake by the time you have breakfast together. Well, the you family. know, Branson
0: is a billionaire who probably gets up very early. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, the, the rest of us may reorganize that slightly. But I do think placing a priority by moving it earlier in the day mm-hmm. is going to probably be helpful to almost everyone.
1: Right, and I think, you know, and I as I mentioned, so let me just jump into those seven strategies okay. and I think one of them is about your schedule, but that's not the first one. The first one is setting up your workspace, making sure that where where you are working, mom or teacher is clean, clutter-free. And so that you've got a clear mind to work from. That's so,
0: my problem. All those boxes of books in my <laughs> office, I can't figure out where to unload them to.
1: Yeah, you know, out of sight, out of mind. If, yeah. if, if you just need to move them into another room so that you can then have a peaceful yeah. place no, to work there's, from.
0: There's research done on that. Uh, another podcast that I like is called The Huberman Lab. He's a neurologist, ophthalmologist from Stanford University. And he talks about a lot of brain Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, But uh, I believe he did an episode on organizing space for maximum productivity. Mm -hmm. And it's just so easy to let the clutter accumulate. Yep. And so, you know, having that as a habit, if you will. Good. I like that one. Okay. What's next?
1: Number two is maintain your schedule. And part of this has to do with have small, manageable tasks chunks a little bit every day goes a lot further than just, you know, sitting down and just planning to plow through things for two or three hours.
0: Yes, you're very good at that. <laughs> you you schedule your time and it's it's really impressive well, how much you. you accomplish yeah by doing that and, well and i
1: you know i jokingly say i attribute my success to having a bit of adhd but it is true i do move around a lot from task to st- task and i i it, but yet i have a schedule i have a plan you know first thing in the morning i'm doing this now <laughs> fitness right that's what i want to be able to start being more intentional about all the excuses just need to go away, and I need. Well, to you know, keep...
0: our company offers a gym membership. Yes, yes, benefit for, for employees. This does remind me, though, of one of Oliver Demille's seven keys of great teaching. Yeah. which is structure time, yep. not content. Mm-hmm. So we would tend to think, okay, we have to do this math lesson, mm-hmm. and you know, it it may take longer than the attempt tension level of the child right. or right or the teacher or whatever and this kind of desperation feeling like we have to get through this lesson or through this these lessons this week and if we don't we failed and all that. Whereas if you could say, you know, we have twenty minutes or thirty minutes right. or whatever you want to decide. Right. And we will do as much math as we can do during that time period each day Right. and not worry about getting through the lessons or even finishing the book by the end of the year, whatever kind of content-based metric you have. And I have found that to be very, very helpful. Yeah. So structure time, not content. And that is a great life lesson for students as well, you know, as they grow up and take on responsibilities and have to organize their time to accomplish more and be more productive and successful in work environments.
1: Yes. And I I think, you know, school teachers in many ways have an advantage over this because they do have schedules that they have to follow. Whereas the homeschool mom may just think, oh, we're just, you're going to sit at that table until your math gets done. Right. And they're just like, whoa. But literally last night, Andrew, I set my timer for 20 minutes. I just moved. So listeners, I am unpacking boxes Uh, You know, we know it's a chat. So 20 minutes, I unpacked boxes. 20 minutes, I did a little work from home kind of carryover. And 20 minutes, I cooked. So, and then when my timer went off, regardless of where I was in the task, I switched to the different task, And that kept me motivated Mm. because I knew, oh, my goodness, that timer is going to go off pretty soon. And that will work really well. I know raising ADHD kids which I don't know where they got that from. But that really helped them knowing that they only had 20 minutes to work on this math. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to get it done so they could do the next thing, well, it didn't matter. The next thing was going to happen even if they're 20 and, minutes were And off.
0: those time units can become habits and they mm-hmm. get easier and easier. Right. Uh, so here's a little, I don't know if it's biohacking, but here's a little trick. I read and was convinced that walking backwards mm. – is extremely good for knee health.
1: Oh, interesting. And
0: um, I don't have any knee problem at the moment, but preventative, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. medicine, I suppose. And I don't particularly enjoy walking backward on a treadmill, (laughs) right? It's just, you know, but I can do it for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to do it for five minutes and I'm not going to stop and sometimes I turn around and look at the thing, and oh, it's more than five minutes. Mm. Uh, but it it becomes non-negotiable. Therefore, I don't get tired and think, oh, I wish I was not doing this anymore. And that's right. true for right. you know anything you want to do. But yeah, you're you're inspiring me even to use the <laughs> set the timer mm-hmm. for a task, do what you can, yep, and then move on, yep. rather than saying, well, I don't have time to unpack all of these boxes right now. Therefore. I won't start, right. or we don't have time to get through this whole math lesson or write, you know, this whole five-paragraph composition. No, you you structure the time, not the content. Good. Okay, what's next?
1: Keep yourself organized, and that has to do with a checklist So you're, you're, or a to-do list. So as you're wrapping things up for the day, and again, I'm talking mostly to moms and teachers— Plan what you're going to do tomorrow before the day is done. So that way, when you wake up, you don't have to spend that energy and figure out what you're going to do. You already have a plan. And that then transfers to your students, which, of course, we love checklists here at IEW. So having a plan helps you stay organized, helps your family stay organized. And then if things come up, okay, you know, emergencies happen and you have to deviate from that plan but you know what to go back to and it doesn't completely upset you.
0: Okay. Well, and and I would add that children really enjoy, for the most part, checklists. It's true. Because even if there isn't some kind of tangible point system or, you know, stickers or reward or whatever you might add to it, mm-hmm. just the act of being able to check something off has the mental function of being a little bit of a reward.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: A uh, long, long time ago, before we had computers and stuff, there was a company called the Franklin Day Planner. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, Franklin Covey. Yeah. And they put a little thing out that said, you know, research shows that when you check something off on a checklist, it causes a little release of endorphins, mm-hmm. which is that good feeling you get through various means. Mm -hmm. And so checklists are actually good for brain health Mm -hmm. and mental health. Yep, And of course, it's very frustrating to sit down and have too many things that you have to do and not really know where to start. And you may start with the easiest thing just to get yourself going and then you get distracted and all that. (laughs) So... Uh, their system, you know, of time management uh, was very valuable, and you know that can be translated down for kids too. Right. In fact, we have a product.
1: We do have a product
0: on study skills for students.
1: We do, yes, actually, we carry Victus Study Skills System for yeah, students, and
0: and it does that to some degree. It helps mm-hmm. them identify and prioritize tasks mm-hmm. so that they can accomplish more.
1: Now, this is not something that we created at, at IEW, but it is something that we publish. Right. And so we'll put a link in the show notes. And so that yeah, you want to check it, especially if you have a middle school or high schooler, this is a time where we really believe that they can start owning their own education. And that's when they're going to be more goal oriented.
0: And if you look at organization mm-hmm. as a skill, yes. rather than just a natural gift from God or whatever. (laughs) Um, It it needs to be developed through the process of modeling, coaching, revising, modeling, coaching, revising. So yes, I can see how that would help people be less stressed as well. Okay, what's next? Take breaks. I'm good at that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, this idea of taking a break needs to happen after hard work. So I would say that Part of working into that, you know, twenty-minute schedule. Sometimes I'll do fifteen-minute chunks, or and then that fourth fifteen-minute will be okay. I get to take a break. Mm-hmm. So just scheduling time to take a break. And I think a lot of families who are considering homeschooling for the first time try to bring school home, and they have this idea that school is just nonstop go go go, mm. where. Actually, when you're homeschooling, you can schedule in more breaks. You can allow your teenagers to sleep in a little bit longer because they need that. But then they can work really hard so that they can take their break. So taking a break. I, we are we are wired to well, crave and, a
0: break. And what do you think about having a little bit of, like, structured goal for the break? Like, is there some activity that would be better than just, like, doing whatever you want?
1: Well, I think a strategy that will come later is what to avoid, and that is electronics screens. Oh, yeah. You know, stand up, get away from that, go outside, take a break, get some sunshine. You know, they say we don't have enough vitamin D3 in our diets. Well. There's this really great source of vitamin D up there in the sky called the sun. And so, we
0: have access to more of it during this spring mm, period yes. when we need more of yes, it. Yes, yes,
1: exactly. So I would say just the most important thing is not what to do, but what not to do. Mm. And that is don't stay in your same room, in your same work area. Don't be in front of a screen. Get up, get out. If it's raining, you know, I don't know. Go walk in the rain. Well, I know we've got a,
0: a whole lot of our people here in the office have a habit of of taking a walk yep. together. Yep. It's like we see a little troop of <laughs> customer service or school division people all walking together. Yep. Almost exactly at three o'clock. That's our three o'clock every break. day. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, it it applies to adults and children i'm yep, sure so exactly. take a break okay
1: so number 5 is get some exercise in which we've already talked about that so mm-hmm. that should, maybe should have been number 1 but you know getting some exercise in maybe at your at your break as well and i think that also has to do with chunks they say statistically if you are working out and this is adults if you're working out 20 minutes 20 to 30 minutes a day even if you break that up into chunks, that is overall much more healthy than you working out an hour a day, one or two days a week. So mm-hmm. a little bit every day, maybe breaking it up into chunks. That well, and
0: too. I would throw stretching mm, into yeah. that zone of it's not strenuous exercise, but it is doing a whole lot for your skeletal, musculo, nervous System. It's, and even it's,
1: getting that lymph to yeah. throw flow through your body. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So having a good stretching yeah. uh, re- regimen
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, would be a good use of some of that break time. Yeah. And of course, kids love anything. I mean, you know, you say, okay, it's push-ups time. All right, it's push-ups time. Okay, <laughs> let's do it, you know.
1: Right. I think you're speaking of your grandchildren, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so number six is unplug during non-work hours. You know, get away from the screens. We are becoming more and more addicted to our screens. And again, parents and teachers, we are modeling that for our children, our students. If we put our screens down and interact with them face-to-face, they're going to see that and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So many stories we hear from school teachers who really fight with their high schoolers to put away the phone. And they're becoming more and more addicted to these screens. So we just need to model, put get away from the screens.
0: And there's, you know, consequences for vision that are starting to show up big time and sleep. You know, the book I've mentioned many Mm -hmm. times, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, there's a whole section there on sleep hygiene and the effect of blue light mm-hmm. and how it disrupts cycles and pretty much anyone now who's talking about uh, health gets into sleep at some point and they all get into the problem of screens before sleeping so yeah and of course if if anybody isn't getting enough sleep they're not going to think as well work as well and they're not going to be as happy yeah uh, so that would be a, a big plus there for the, the lowered screen time lifestyle?
1: I have always been a fan of sleep. Give me my eight hours. Give me my nine hours. Give me my 10 out. No, I can't oh. quite go that long, but I love. I think sleeping is so valuable, and I attribute my own personal health partly to I chose the right parents and because I get enough sleep. So if yeah. I'm tired, I pretty much go to sleep. Then the last thing is and this is kind of my I'm going to pantomime this for our listeners and have you do this as well Andrew. This is my get help pantomime. If you are still stressed out, if you're still feeling burnout, you need to get help.
0: So what you're doing right now is putting your thumb and your finger I'm holding a rubber band t- together on both of your hands.
1: Right. So you're you're this is so uh-huh. listeners do this with me if you're driving don't. But if you're doing this at home and you're washing dishes, just take a break for a second and do this with me. Hold a big rubber band in your hand and now turn it vertical, okay? So, and I want you to stretch it as tight as it will go. That is. Representing the stress in your life. Now, everybody has different stress tolerances. Some people are bungee cords, they can handle a lot of stress. Some people are those little elastics that you put in your teeth when you're. (laughs) Andrew, you took your hands down. Put your hands back up. Listener, put your hands back up. All right, so you've got your tight rubber band and you pulled it and it's about to snap. You now have two options. You can do one or both. You can lower your expectations. Or you can get help.
0: Can't you just shoot the rubber band at someone else?
1: <laughs> well, that's what they have funny farms for, right? right? That's when you have a nervous breakdown. So the idea of getting help—if you can't—you know—one thing that we did when I was homeschooling my boys is every morning, before they were ready to hit the books, we did what we called a white tornado, and we would spend fifteen minutes and clean up the house, and the timer would go on, and everybody had their work area, and. I'm sorry, their boys, they did not do a very good job, but it helped to declutter. They mm-hmm. knew what they had to do, whether it was mop the floor that day, 15 minutes, just that white tornado. That helped me so much, having them. And so, it, you know, oftentimes we hear people say, oh, just hire someone to help you clean your house. You know, in many homes, that's just not a reality. Yeah. But if you've got kids and you've got a plan, they can help you um, cook. My husband actually decreed in our family, you will teach these boys to cook because his mother never taught him to cook. Mm. And so my boys are all excellent cooks. And so they helped me cook. They helped me clean. And, you know, certainly there are other adults in your world that can help you. Don't let burnout get to you to the point that you're overwhelmed and can't function. And can't bring joy to those that you're serving, because that's ultimately what you want. Avoiding burnout means filling yourself with joy so you can spill over into your students.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm sure this has been very useful for our listeners. Even I am inspired. Great. And um, we, we will make it through to the end of the school year. Yes, we will. At which point. Things get really busy for us.
1: (laughs) That's when we start going crazy, yes. So order early, everyone. Don't wait until July and August. Put your orders in in June. We will be so grateful for that. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing, would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.